I'm on an iPad, so I'll just shut it off. And you should give us a tour of your house. house. No, don't do that. No, no, I don't. I want to yeah. see it. Oh, you. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your twice-monthly podcast, temporarily delivering the juice on Joe. This is episode 104. We're going to be covering G.I. Joe the movie from the one-hour, 19-minute mark to the cold, slithery end. <laughs> Guys, uh, no time for an intro today. I'm your host, Aaron. Oh, I'm Ryan. Hey, I'm Caleb. And this is the final segment of G.I. Joe. Can you hear the movie. applause <laughs> out there from the universe? <laughs> got that to cover today. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of stuff. We've got a special guest. We're going to chat with a G.I. Joe super fan mm-hmm. to maybe bring some actual credibility to this whole thing we've been doing. Is that what we're doing this for? I don't think we've ever had it. <laughs> oh, well, I, I guess that's been just my goal. Oh. That's okay. Hey! <laughs> Hi, guys! <laughs> hey, Norm! We're... we're Going officially to TFCon DC. Yay! Yes, we all three of us will be at TFCon DC. October 25th through 27th. See you there! <laughs> and um, we went round and round as to the accommodations, but we will be staying in the Hyatt. Ryan's sleeping. So. He found a good bathroom in the hotel to sleep in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm bringing a mattress. I thought you just wore your trench coat. I, oh, I forgot. I did take pictures. <laughs> it looks like a subway. It does. It looks very uncomfortable. It's not bad. It's not ideal. <laughs> you know, we were all talking about who's going to end up sleeping on the sleeper sofa in the suite. Mm-hmm. I think we just found our prime candidate. Well, that's why I said I don't mind the sleeper sofa. It's a step up. Yeah. But then, but you don't like to share. Our so here's Caleb, the deal, everybody. We're, we're talking about getting a suite. Uh, Ryan's significant other is coming. Caleb's significant other is yes. coming. It's questionable whether mine is or not. Uh, the suite has two rooms, but they are not divided by any partition. Or that would wall. make it one room. Well, it, he's talking well, about the, 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 the suite. Got one the, bed. Has the, yeah, the bed. I, I apologize. Okay. Yeah, the bed portion has two beds, no partition. <laughs> uh, and then you've got a couch that turns into a bed. Yeah. I don't like the idea of anybody having to sleep on one of those uncomfortable ass sleeper Which couches. I totally don't mind. I, I slept on it in whenever we were in Chicago. Okay, so that and would solve so that. I. That would and solve so that I. issue, except sure. Caleb doesn't like to sleep in the same room as other people. Except for my my significant other. I remember who, this and and whoever else we I remember, bring, Yeah, your third. Yeah. I remember this from childhood. You never would stay over at anybody's house. I did, but I had a lot of it was I was really A lot of like NyQuil? A, anxiety. A lot of anxiety. <laughs> you told me a story once about I think it was your grandmother's house with a weird spotlight out the window. It wasn't a spotlight. That would be weird. <laughs> I think it was called the moon. My <laughs> grandmother my grandmother, yeah, she would shine a spotlight in the window. <laughs> You know, this is a creepy pasta. Just a street light. But you know what? I was too dumb to shut the curtains. So I feel like it, you were, was, it was all messed up. I feel like you told me that as an excuse as not to stay at my place, but really because you didn't want to say, I just don't want to stay. You came up with like, I can't sleep at other people's All of those places. things are true, actually. They're all true. Okay. It's just, yeah. So I don't want to share a room. I'm going to <laughs> get my own room. 
Hope yeah. we're going. Well, so, so which room uh, our, our listeners are going to be joining us in at mm-hmm. the special APDC romance hour party that we'll be uh, having? The APDCAD <laughs> hour. <laughs> we'll, we'll let you know when, no, when and where that is. No, I'm very glad. And how that, that is. I don't know. This and, is going to be. And what kind of slippery substances to bring. Yep. Cold definitely, slither. Definitely get my own. Cold room. slither. I love it. We'll be there. Uh, Aaron and I at least are staying um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, then after. After that, uh, actually, West and I are going to take the train to D.C. Or not to D.C., to uh, New York City. We're going to go from Penn Station to Union Station. And uh, West and I are going to stay in uh, New York City until my birthday, Thursday, you know, that Thursday. Uh, I hear that the train stations there <laughs> have really awesome bathrooms. They also, I bet. <laughs> I just go take a nap and I leave West all alone with the luggage in the, the terminal. She'd be fine. She can take care of herself. Um, yeah, we're she actually... to. <laughs> One of the things we're going specifically to do is uh, to see uh, Beetlejuice on Broadway. Cool. Uh, what are the reviews on it so far? Great. It's won some Tonys. Oh, well, how about that? Yeah. Um, um, any listeners with restaurant recommendations in New York, let me know. We're definitely going to eat that dumpling place in uh, Chinatown that I went to and you and Melody went to, Aaron. That place was It's excellent. so good. It was one of my favorites. I have some restaurants that I do not recommend that I'll throw Great. away. <laughs> Um, maybe I'll make some videos like I did last time I went to DC. Listeners, go check those out on YouTube. Ryan Jett, <laughs> I'm some, not the MMA guy. <laughs> get some hits. Yeah, maybe, maybe three or four. <laughs> They're funny. I'm funny. Because this is the last episode of GI Joe, you know what we've got to do, guys. We we've got to oh. select uh, a winner for the GMI GMI Joe, Joe challenge. challenge. Yeah, I looked it up, and uh, we I was wrong this whole time. We have three people who entered. <laughs> So you all have a 33% chance. Okay. That would be... Uh, uh, that would I've be... Got, you, well, first of all, you've got uh, At All Are Dead, All Hail yes, Megatron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got Alpha Magnus. At Alpha, uh, Magnus. At Alpha Magnus. And, of course, Professor Insane oh, at Insane Galvatron. Guys, those are the three potential participants here. <laughs> I've written their names on a piece of paper. This is a very official thing to do here. We I'm, have a hat. I'm, I'm tearing it into... You're tearing the names up. up. <laughs> <laughs> we have a hat. We are putting it in said hat. And we're going to do this drawing. Who wants to do it? You do it, Caleb. It's your contest. <laughs> that you have fully, that you've su- disavowed. fully supported throughout this entire run. Oh, what a dumpster fire of a contest. <laughs> All right, we're putting the hat close to the. Okay, okay mix it up, rummage around, and got this. Okay, pull the thing out of the hat. Okay, <laughs> it's an audio medium. Th- yeah, it's like no. Let's, let me try this. All right, so wait a minute before we do this. So I don't. I, I don't want to. I'm gonna. I don't I'm gonna tell you who I don't want to win. No, no, we're not doing that. Uh, well, shit. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and win, say I hope win. a GI Joe fan wins. Uh, so basically I'm saying I hope that, that uh, All Hail Megatron does not win. First of all, none of these people I don't think are that big G.I. Joe fans. <laughs> <Yeah>. Two-thirds <laughs> of them have uh, have openly said they don't care about this. <laughs> okay, alright. Well, uh, okay, that's right. Before you draw it out, don't... Okay, put it away a second. Yeah. We are, are going to remind everybody what they're playing for. Okay. Which Go. is APDC swag, which includes our button set Series mm-hmm. one, uh-huh. a poster, the cup uh, recruitment poster, cup recruitment poster, an official APDC logo T-shirt, which aside from Mike Cyber, you'll be the only one besides that's, us to have it. That's, that's pretty big. That is a you will be a four, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, you'll be number five of five on those T-shirts, mm-hmm. uh, and 
Ryan, uh, I will do a, I will do you a, a, a black and white commission of your choice uh, within reason. <laughs> yeah. And as a consolation prize for those, since so few <laughs> actually <laughs> entered, we'd like to offer a consolation of your choice of button or poster, depending on what you may have. The poster being the may not have. the Cupper Recruitment Cup. The Cupper Recruitment poster versus right, pin I mean, that's fair. Number one. All right, let's do the drawing so I, for I, the I, win. I've got it. All right. Out of the hat. The winner is. Interesting. Okay. It is all hail. Oh, uh, Shockwave. Shockwave. <laughs> so, shockwave. the person that cares the least and did the least amount of effort wins. And has been very antagonistic <laughs> to this whole oh, well. process. Let's, let's revisit uh, the G.I. Joe <laughs> profile created by, by All Hail Megatron oh. at All Are Dead. Codename Shockwave, Lonely Scientist, Primary Military That's Specialty, crazy. Shock. Secondary military specialty wave birthplace Cybertron profile. It's just fucking shockwave. This is actually perfect. This works I out guess. for this, like Caleb yeah. said, dumpster fire of a contest. <laughs> to have this ending yeah. is perfect. Um, okay, so Alpha Mag. Uh, so congratulations to all hail. Mm -hmm. You will be will be contacting you, you and yeah, DM well, me. Tell yeah, me what you want me to draw. DM Ryan. He'll draw you something. Uh, Alpha Nothing Mag too dirty now. I think she'll be this between you guys. <laughs> uh, and then Alpha Magnus and Professor, Professor Insane. Insane. Thank you so much for absolutely for participating. And uh, DM us your preference of poster or buttons. And in the case of Alpha Magnus, who may have both, <laughs> I don't know. Well, what we'll, we'll, there let's might figure be, it there out. Might be let's figure, we'll figure nice it out. But you're going to get something. And just uh, but so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for all three of you doing this yeah. dumb shit thing wow. that we. Came I thought up this with. would be such an awesome contest. <laughs> <laughs> this. This did not. This. I, it's perfect. This is the perfect APDC yeah. like garbage. <laughs> just, this is how all our shit goes. It, this thing lasted as long as and had the impact of a tire fire. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay. Oh, uh, one more thing that I wanted to get into was a was a shout a shout out here. Oh. Uh, you know, we've talked many times about uh, the bears on this oh. podcast. Can you give the backstory on this real quick? Well, the backstory is the bears rule gave us uh, would say nice things about us in an iTunes an review. early adopter. He yeah. he would, uh, and I presume he, and now I think that presumption is accurate. Uh, would leave very nice reviews in, in in concert with a very random quote from a movie, and we'd have fun trying to figure out what that movie was, and he did it two or three times. But every time you leave a review, it replaces your old review, so it's not like you count and get a new review. It's just a, it's just a different review. I would joke joke about how, hey, why don't you sign up for extra? If you're going to do that effort, maybe a little more effort and sign up for extra iTunes Maybe accounts. another instance of, like, tarrying a joke on way too long and people take it too seriously. Stack, you know, stack up the reviews make us look more popular yeah. than we are and uh what ended up happening instead was of any of that where all the reviews disappeared and i took that as <laughs> we, took we, we took it for granted and uh and he just disappeared <laughs> off the scene and made himself a t-shirt that said the earth fuck autopod decepticast <laughs> How, and we would talk about him on occasion bring him mm -hmm. up so yeah. anyway and, and I, but i so i assume he He's gone. been I assume, well, we, we thought he was gone, but he must have been listening all this time because we got an interesting uh, Tweet. Twitter 
uh, shout out, and it, it is a uh, a picture of a gentleman and perhaps uh, his daughter. I will presume mm-hmm. hanging out with Sergeant Slaughter in the hallway of some nondescript building. It's Probably a convention be. or something. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be. And but, but the that name, handle, yeah, the name of the person, the Bears Rule seven three seven six on Twitter. I think it's okay. It's a public forum for me to say sure. that, right? We're not giving away somebody's identity. He publicly talked to us. Um, what, has he been around this whole time? Or is he just dipping his toes back in? Or is the fact we mentioned him going to mean he's going to disappear again? <laughs> it's like some guy, is he in a, some kind of program, like a witness protection program, and now we fucked it up again? I'm pretty sure it's a bot. <laughs> that would be an amazing AI that it can come up with quotes from obscure movies. Is it a bot that uh, that just tracks people who look gift horses in the mouth? <laughs> <laughs> So that was a nice, that it, was a yeah, nice that surprise. Was a, I didn't even notice I, the name until you, one of you pointed it out. It's the little things, you mm-hmm. know. And <laughs> De Bears is back, baby. We're so desperate for attention. Until, <laughs> we're so we're so pathetic. We're so. <laughs> if you even barely talk to us, we'll probably interact with you. Yes. Yeah. Well, speaking of people that talk to us or used to talk to us, oh, okay. Oh, oh, I'm feeling a little salty, guys. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Well, I mean. You remember we made like a light little joke at the fact that, you know, so many mics. I made, you made something. Well, <laughs> put it back on me. Uh, but, I don't um, think I was the only one that said that, that, you know, we were talking about how when you got people whose names sound similar and, yeah. and oh, how you yeah, don't you want know them what? around. And I take I take responsibility for some of this, yes. I <laughs> okay. this I'm totally blameless. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so and we, we suggested, you know, jokingly, that, you know, one of the mics in we've our got, lives... We've got a Mike Seibert and uh-huh. we've got a Mike, Mike Andrews. Andrews. Yeah. And we talk about how those guys, we get... Um, it's confusing. We've got to dump one of them. So right. one of our uh, little comebacks that we thought was so witty was like, well, there's only room for one mic. Mm-hmm. To which they uh, decided to say that they're going to just start their own podcast. That's right. So we playfully suggested that maybe uh, only one mic in our lives. They, they've taken it, in my opinion, too far. And on Twitter, <laughs> they're conspiring against us because they, they claim we don't have the hardware for it. They came up with several uh, names, uh, two mics, too furious, uh, <laughs> two mics, no feedback, I'm sure a reference to our questionable quality of our audio. And you know what? I've had enough. Okay. I've had enough of this. And so I'm going to take the opportunity to um, lay down the law right now. Are you guys ready for this? <laughs> I don't know what's going to real. Happen. This has been a real Hugh Jackman, Ryan Reynolds back and forth we've oh, got yeah. going with the mics here. It's it's a, it's a celebrity face-off. I'm really not sure what's about to happen. I uh, Well, I, you're going to find out what's happened. Caleb? Drop the beat. Ah! What? This is a shout out to all those podcasters and writers out there who think they can talk shit about the APDC. Here we go. From the darkest depths of Tarn comes the bombs of the alarm. Cause real shit's going on, it's the APDC. Coming at you, gonna catch you, brain splatcher on the wind. Shield, no force field, will protect you from the verbal laser cannon. The lyrical dragon skills as big as wells as he swells into a horn planet. God damn it, I heard you said we took a trip to the burn ward. My god. 
Silly Seattleite and a bloated Minnesota Thought they had the oats to wrap their coats around our throats Well that's not happening, keep napping it Cause it's a dream to think you see the APD bloodstream Coming of age, you'll see me coming with rage As I split your basilisk bits with the twist of my wrist I'll take all your jams, I'll take all your M's, ma I'll show you who's hard and I'll show you fucking where Two mics, two furious with blood clots in your hair I swear, Mike and Mike more like Mike and Ike with your candy-ass style and your artificial flavors. It's a favor to drown you out. No lifesavers. You signed the waivers. Call the engravers. You think you can take us on? That's like Weedly trying to bomb a whole squad of Septicons. Like Swerve getting stomped by the claws of Triptychon. Like Magnus getting courted by the suits on Junkie on. Must I go on? That's right. This goes out to all those podcasters pushing beef. Whether you at the lake house or the coffee shop, when you come... You better come correct, because it's a fucking mic drop. Oh! It really falls apart at the end. I didn't get to practice the end as much. That was good. That was amazing. That was a lot better than I thought it would be. You thought that was... Your your lyrics were on point, dude. Coming of mage, coming with rage. That's right. That's awesome. I think my first, my favorite line is skills as big as wells as he swells into a planet. That's pretty good. I liked the part about taking M. <laughs> that was a nice little uh, mm-hmm. for the the three people in the room who could get this joke. Well, Michael, both mics will get it. Uh, well, enough uh, sucking my own D, Mike and Mike. Let's see what you got next. Come correct. <laughs> That's right. Last episode recap. Woo. Let's actually talk about G.I. Joe for a little for while. For the last time. <laughs> it's all about that Cobra. La, 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 la. And they've, you know, they've got the BET and it's broadcasting, well, transmitting, if, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. And the spacey spores are getting all soaked in transmitted energy. I think broadcasting, since it's in the name of the object, is probably <laughs> it's, not, it's not called the TET. <laughs> <laughs> Galobulus has his uh, counterpillar of chronology. Yes, the, the and, and and this <laughs> this world is gonna fucking end. And, and and we learned that you you can't just have a meeting at Joe headquarters without cocking a fucking shotgun. Absolutely. Every single non comatose Joe heads to the Himalayas. Uh, every Joe base in the world is left unguarded, which means <laughs> I'm gonna go steal me a fucking havoc. You're gonna go for the havoc? I think I'm, I'm gonna get a tomahawk. Well, not bad, not bad. You want one of them uh, planes where those call the wings that face forward? I want one of the Cobra flying bubble pods. Wow. <laughs> well, Maybe there's one laying around what used to be the the wreckage the, the of the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> Roadblock chokes out Cobra Commander Snake while wrestling on the freshly fallen Stop snow. That. <laughs> they rolled into some Joes who managed to bring back Roadblock's sight, uh, a little visine and flashlight mm-hmm. action, but destroyed all hope of Cobra Commander being returned to his less slippery. I can't self. do anything for the snake. Hawk's dumb unit gets captured, <laughs> despite Roadblock's rhyming reminder that those plants will eat yo ass, and not mm-hmm. in a good way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the rawhides show up, steal some swamp fires, shoot up some shoots. Uh, this releases the captured Joe team and kicks off a battle royale full of uh, karate moves, ninja moves, wrestling moves, and just some just some good old fashioned punching. Mm-hmm. Would you say that the rawhides have had their asses eaten in a bad way? <laughs> No, they no. haven't had it that rough a time, actually. I wouldn't say that at all. It seems like they were doing great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. This has been easy street for those guys, honestly. Beachhead, that's nothing. What are you what, doing? What I'm saying is is they're called rawhides. Get that. You didn't get their asses are raw. I don't think it works. Rawhides. 
Yeah. Did you get that? Or are you, ta- are you ro- talking about raw dogging? I are you saying they have been robbed? I didn't from get having it. their asses eat. I, I, uh, Is it a good or bad way? I that did, was the question, and I think it went right. If I just your, say good way, well, can we move on? I don't care. I don't. I I thought maybe you did that unintentionally because if why you were would doing I do it th- intentionally? I just don't think it works. Yeah. Caleb, you're normally the best. You need to work on your dirty humor. Stick to the clean street. And let me do the blue work. You got yeah. it. <laughs> you got it. You just ride your biter, biter sickle. You biter your miter miter. You just ride your bicycle through the neighborhood. Ring on doorbells and bring people Jesus, okay? Oh. Is he in the bike? Yeah. He's on the bike. He's. That's when I carried you. <laughs> wow. The beach The beach just has bike tracks. Okay. Sorry, Caleb. Raw hides, huh? <laughs> Let's get into the Jove review, people. Right at the top of the 19-minute mark, we open up all the Joes and a slithery Cobra Commander yep. running down a path so towards weird. the BET. Pretty creepy. And then we see uh, Serpentor. He's alarmed that the Joes are storming the palace, but Galobulus is like, calm down, baby boo, I gotcha. And he <laughs> unleashes the all the organic horrors yeah. that Cobra Law has to offer. He says, to organisms, organisms of Cobra Law detach and defend. This is fucking... This part... <laughs> We just turned the freakness like up to eleven. There, like, and it really was like I was very distracted because I'm like, they're living organisms just chilling, part of the structure, like twenty four seven. I mean, I guess some of these structures you could probably guess <laughs> maybe had something else going on, but I mean, it's basically like every rock and stock of grass is actually a, alive, alive, yes, no, which is nothing, upsetting. Nothing surprises me at this. Point. <laughs> yeah, it's just when you thought Cobra Law couldn't get any more disgusting. Here you go. Uh, what I, actually, what I wrote was, we see that every rock and stock is croaking feral. <laughs> I love that. Croaking feral is my favorite band. The very first things you see kind of remind me of the dogs from Ghostbusters, but except they've got these giant Tails. snail shell tail things, and then this boulder apparently is a tick. <laughs> it's all gross. It's all so gross. Yeah, uh, don't love it. Then uh, you've got Sergeant Slaughter who crosses a bridge that then comes to life and is a mantid of, mm-hmm. of some sort. We're going to see Sergeant Slaughter use the butt of his gun a well, lot in this sequence. Yeah, I have that note too, but like this is one of the only, if not the only instance where it shows that their guns do run out of ammo. Mm. Because he tries to shoot at it and it just fizzles. He hits the mantis in the face with the gun, and it ex- and the gun disintegrates. And then he gets apparently, as we'll see in a second, another gun without yeah. ammo. Right, and and that one, or or it's that gun, and maybe he fixed it on his way to the put it back together. <laughs> the next phase. Of the, so they they cross another bridge, and uh, it predictably becomes something else, Ugh. like a giant walking stick, yeah, or something exact. just. Ugh, I hate it. Oh, this fucking thing. Uh, yeah, some tunnel rat backs himself in the into the mouth of some disgusting slug, tusk toothed caterpillar or something. And it, it closes its mouth on him. All Jonah style. The caterpillar at this point, I don't know if he's irritated by tunnel rat being inside of it. But he almost seems to attack this large group of, of peds of some sort. Then Tunnel Rat blows his way out, yeah. of the, out of the side of it, and it's pretty disgusting, actually. Yeah, what I, really it was gross. disgusting, but what I found weirder was the laugh he does whenever he comes out. <laughs> it does. It, it is a, It's like a crazy, like, Chucky from Child's Play laugh that he does when he comes running out. <laughs> 
Then you've got Hawk, and he, he points up towards the palace, and he makes the command that everybody goes up there. There's a glowing beam of energy emanating from there. Uh, we see Sergeant Slaughter kick a, a smaller uh, caterpillar. It kind of reminded me of Mario World a little bit. Those sure. Kind of, whoa. Those, sorry, I spit all over you. <laughs> yeah, sure, those, those little smiley ones with the hats on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, while the team then uh, tries to scale the, oh my the God. castle walls here, we see our favorite, our friend, oh my God. Our friend Chuckle as a chuckles. pistol and a bazooka and he's holding off the, the I love this I love it too I submit you you could not span a further distance between handheld weapons <laughs> like that's like a maybe like a fly swatter and that thermonuclear device from uh, uh, Starship Troopers yeah. which is apt for all these giant bugs um, <laughs> and also but that bazooka makes Prime's rifle sound it did yes it, I, I was thinking it was Megatron's fusion cannon sound maybe they're one and the same I thought, hmm, oh, now I'm second-guessing myself. I thought it was part, like, maybe not the whole thing, but I thought it was part of Prime's, which is part of our uh, fucking script deviations clip, so I, sh I guess I should know one way or the other, but... Back to the drawing board on that conversation. That's just more of your guaranteed half-assery <laughs> that you get at the A-Pod decast. Uh, the Joes get inside the palace... They are attacked by more stupendously fucking large spiders. Crab spiders come sliding in the side. And out of nowhere, and Sergeant Slaughter busts yet another thing in the face with the butt of a gun. Where he got that nest controller gun, don't know. I will say it does seem now his favorite move. Like like maybe when you're like when you're playing a video game and you find a cheat where you just keep your friend up against the wall and he keeps mm -hmm. sweeping the leg or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um okay, so I have a little point here. I've kind of tried to remain, like, not all, this could never happen, because this movie's insane, but I, a pet peeve of mine is whenever giant insects are included in the world of Earth. Mm -hmm. It drives me crazy, because, uh, like, the features, the creatures we've featured up to now could have been mammals, like those grub zeppelins or the marauders. These are obviously, like, insects, and... <sighs> Leaving aside the fact that the physics of their bodies could... It does have furry legs, but... Well, so do tarantulas. Um, but leaving aside the physics that their bodies couldn't move under their own power, they wouldn't be able to breathe, because insects breathe through, like, spiracles in their carapace. Like, they absorb oxygen from the environment. So they... I mean, it just... Uh, squash is on sale. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> I got the reference. Nope. <laughs> I just don't... I hate when it, giant bugs. I like that that's the thing that you decide to to finally chime in and be like, that would never happen. It's not that would never happen. It's more of a... It just irritates me. I, Why it's didn't a, they do their research? It's just a pet peeve of mine. I hate giant bugs on Earth. Like, in an, in an, in, on another planet, in an oxygen-rich environment, sure. Like, there have been giant bugs on Earth whenever there was more oxygen in the atmosphere, but it just bugs me. It just bugs me. Bugs you a lot. It bugs me. Bugs you. <laughs> Thank you, Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done with the diatribe. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Falcon <laughs> flirts with uh, Jinx a little bit at this point. First he's, date. He says, not bad for a first date. So huh? they haven't been on a date before. Uh, is is a romance brewing here, do we think? A gross-ass one, yeah. Uh, but it doesn't matter because really, uh, Falcon, he, he's like, cut the, cut the shit. We gotta shut that BET down. More J Jinx adopts Sergeant Slaughter's style of smashing the bug in the face. That's right. 
even though the rifle clearly had ammo left. So we reach the throne room. Galobulus is like, obliterate them. And, and Serpentor says, vengeance is, is ours. And I don't know exactly what he feels like he needs He's to be revenging. <laughs> it seems like everything's been coming up roses for you this whole time. Exactly. Uh, unless he, it's like some I, sort of... I think he's referring to the fact that they used to rule the planet. And then the, and then there was a, an ice age. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the humans took over. So now they're getting back. But it'd be one thing. Like, they kind of just retreated. They could have killed all of humanity. <laughs> they really, taken they over really... the planet. Cut themselves off voluntarily, it seems, but uh, but I, but I think you're right, Caleb. Yeah. I'm assuming that's the only thing he has to be. Si- but also, he doesn't have the right to say that. Well, he wasn't there for it. That's so, what I'm saying. No, he, has, he doesn't have the right to do any of this. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's just now found out that he's kind of, sort of, tangentially part of an oppressed people, I guess. Right. And he has gone full bore into it. Right. <laughs> I thought at this point, I'm like, where's the time worm? I really thought we should have been cutting back and forth to it, like like that a digital would provide readout. a little bit more Suspense. intensity sure. to the to the moment for sure. I will say, spoiler up top, I just hate this whole ending. I think it's bad. It feels rushed. It feels like the consequences are almost ridiculously low. I think <laughs> we can get to this. I I'm hold just, off. I I've got in the notes. I just one moment. I hate it. <laughs> one moment. Slaughter and Nemesis Enforcer, they get right into it. Uh, of course, Jinx and Pythona are going to be paired up. I hate that. And and they are. And by the way, Sergeant Slaughter's rifle was disabled in this with like some kind of starfish mm-hmm. shuriken <laughs> device. Also, here. though, like there are two other weapons that clearly do work because we see them later. Just shoot the fucking BET. Just shoot it. Yeah. Like well. just blow it up. We're talking about equipment versus literally the end of your species. How many shots is it going to take to blow it up? I don't. I don't either. I don't. You know what? You're, that's a great point. I do. Really, I do hate. You're what? really bitter at this point. You're really. Just you're really cracking down. You're really cracking down on the uh, suspension of disbelief. This, this whole segment hits a bunch of points I hate. Like this part I hate, where they the women have to square off. Like uh, the woman has to fight a woman. It bug that shit bugs me. They are sort of similar, even in kind of fighting uh, technique. Like, you've got Nemesis Enforcer and Sergeant Slaughter, who are more brute force guys. These two are a little bit more nuanced in their in their skills and abilities. The other ones seem to have no fighting skills at all. But, what's her name? Pythona disables Jinx's gun here uh, with some kind of acidic karate chop. Yeah, her venom nails. And then we've got Falcon to battle Serpentor. Serpentor dives in... <laughs> Your brother felt my wrath, and so shall you! I do love the way uh, Dick Gautier delivers these lines. They're awesome. Like, Serpentor's delivery is, does seem psychotic and awesome. Yeah, it is really good. My question, how does he know who's, who's brother? That's a great does he point. keep tabs on the, the Joe uh, soap opera? Dr. Mindbender has all their, like, shit on, like, Facebook. Could yeah. be, could be. This so, part, where he's, like, he, he's, like, mopping the floor with him. It just... Yeah. This whole thing. Falcon grabs the air chariot as it flies by, and he's kind of underneath just being dragged. It looks painful. It Uh, reminded me of, like, in a second, he looks so bored with it, like it's a job. Like, he's literally, like, steering like he doesn't care. And it just reminded me of Ernest Goes to Jail, the part where he's mopping the floor at the beginning, or polishing the floor. I don't know if you guys remember that movie. I don't remember that at all. Uh, It's where he first gets his electrical powers. He mops on the ceiling, and it goes crazy. That's a great movie. Go watch Ernest Goes to Jail. <laughs> don't do it. Jim Barney, I don't want you to do R.I.P. it. R.I.P. He died? 
Yeah, a while ago. Oh, back. Oh, man. Like cancer. Like 20 years ago. He was 55. Shit. Yeah, he died of cancer. He smoked a lot, like his whole life, and then he got cancer, and then, like, did a lot of, he went around the country doing a lot of PSAs to, for children to, like, not smoke and used himself as an example. Yeah. While we're Slinky talking, Dog is done by another actor now. While we're talking about uh, the deaths of childhood heroes, R.A.P. Sammy oh, B. Good. Sammy B. Good, yeah. Local 417 area. Clown host, children's host. I had no uh, idea how much he other stuff he did. Like I didn't know he was in Bruce all over the place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big silver dollar city guy. He yeah. was uh, yeah, he was our local. Like if you tune in in the morning, Sammy be good. He would do introduce cartoons like Weird Al, like the Weird Al bit in UHF. Yeah, exactly. And he'd do spots between Voltron cartoons, mm-hmm. Transformers, and GI Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in the repertoire. Yep. He was the guy that brought the funny. Even had that, he had the same like little uh, like uh, audience of kids around him, and he talked mm-hmm. to them in between. It was he was great. Aaron was, was on the Sammy show. Good. Yeah, yeah oh, that's sister. right. I went up and did the thing. I was I'm Aaron. Mm-hmm. I'm in second grade. Were you starstruck? I was nervous. Mm-hmm. So I, nothing's changed. I remember You're this. Uh, I remember this. I'm sitting next to uh, my uh, sister. And my the parents, so the kids are all put up in one sort of little Pen. gallery area. Okay. And uh, parents, that's and that's and the parents are in another one. But the parents another, are another. Parents are put in camera. another room. They're not in another room. They're in the they're same put, room. They're not, but they're not on. They're camera. not allowed in. The, they're not allowed in the room. <laughs> Don't do that. You're making this weird. <laughs> no, they're just not on camera. They'll pan the camera to the kid, the crowd of kids, but not to the parents who are over off to the side. And I remember after the the show, my mom. Talking about watching my sister, who did, who was like a little kid, but just kept. But she was wearing a dress, but she just kept like lifting it up, lifting it up, <laughs> <laughs> like little kids do. Yeah, yeah. Mom my live. mom's like over on the other side, just horrified that that's going to end up on television. I would have loved if there was an outtake of your mom screaming across the stage at your sister. <laughs> if anybody, uh, if that happened to anybody, it would be us and my sister. But. That's yeah, yeah, I saw that. That was he wasn't that old either. He was like in his sixty. He was sixty eight, I think. When he, yeah, was almost. I mean, heart attack, stroke, something like that. Or maybe maybe it was murder. <laughs> he was rubbed out. The, yeah, the, the the article didn't really specify. Uh, it, I read it, it said he was had been in poor health, but it didn't say exactly. And uh, I, I mean, I know that they don't like. Not everybody wants the macabre details, but anytime I read an obituary or something, especially if somebody's relatively young, I'm always curious as to what the cause of death is, and they never say. And so, I'd, I mean, well, in my obituary, my promise is it'll have a full medical report of what killed me, yeah. which will be cirrhosis. I wonder if he maybe slipped on a banana peel or something. Oh, no. Like that. <laughs> That's, uh, it's so undignified, they don't want to deal with it. He, but uh, he died a clown's death. Yeah, he got suffocated because was, there's was too many clowns stuffed in the car. <laughs> they were going for the world record. Yeah, they couldn't breathe. Speaking of undignified deaths, how does it ever get out? That people die by sexual asphyxiation, like Carradine, like like Michael well, Hutchins. A, I think people, I think people, you know, I think you could find this that stuff if you dig deep enough and bribe the right people. You know, Carradine was famous, and so. Yeah. People gotta know. People gotta know. I mean, nowadays there's no way you can keep a secret, but that's true. Like back in the day, before like the TMZ, well, yeah, or the internet at large. I, yeah, that's a great question. I guess people are just dicks. <laughs>
Okay, so back where, to... Where were we? Yeah. <laughs> Get back to something much more positive. Uh, Nemi versus Slaughter. Slaughter takes a uh, hefty knee to the gut, and he gets thrown up against a wall, but jumps right back in Sun- the action. Shade, stay on. <laughs> That's right. Stay <laughs> to my face. Yeah. That's exactly right. And he kind of swings around Nemesis Enforcer into kind of a wing hold that doesn't seem too pleasant. Mm-hmm. Nemesis uh, trips him up to the ground, and, and, and Slaughter's face narrowly misses a, a really powerful heel stomp that no doubt would have crushed his skull, but maybe not Slaughter's. His like, skull seems to be made I like how you can see the reflection of the heel coming in Slaughter's mm-hmm. shades. Yeah. It's a nice effect. The animation with that fight was pretty good. The, honestly, I think the animation it's all this good. whole yeah, it's all good. segment is pretty awesome. We go back to Pythona and Jinx, and at this point, the fight looks a lot like the very few um, female... Uh, fights that I saw in like junior high and high school, which is basically they're just grabbing each other's wrists and pushing each other back and forth. So I, that and, and just hair pulling. That's all I ever you know have seen when I've I, seen I never like, saw girl lady fights. fights I didn't even saw lady fights. Me neither. So, Very never... few, like five maybe. That's a lot to, in my It opinion. is really a lot. Not a lot over four years of high school. Although you seem to have been like ancillary to a bunch of fights. Like I never saw boys fight. I no. saw boys fight. I was like, yeah, you, I, I stay close to that. Just I have a whole, I have, a, I have <laughs> you, a whole collection of videos called Boy Fights. Oh no, <laughs> that, that'll be perfect for the website. I'm kicking off boyfights.com. Oh yeah. god, maybe Aaron, you just like exude some kind of rage virus that causes everybody. Uh, I was just more tangentially connected to people that would fight each other. <laughs> it is. He lived in that part of town. <laughs> it is interesting you say that, Aaron. That this seems like a girl mm-hmm. fight because. At, I, you know what, we'll talk about it when we get to the Buzz Dixon part, but that is not unintentional. Oh, really? Interesting. Well, I mean, and I have the internet. Of course I know that badass ladies can destroy each other sure. in all the brutal ways that, uh, men, that men can. can. But right. this was just re- reminiscent of my high school experience. Yeah, the whole holding of the wrist is weird. Something I never saw in high school was... Uh, Vin- hey, wrist grab! Well, was, she's got to grab her wrist because she's got those acidic claws. It's true. Right, I know. It's yeah, true. There's, a, there's a really good reason she's it's grabbing true. her wrist. It's here. true. It just yeah. feels And again, weird. we have a Sembo wrist grab. Yep, yep. But this time, it's a little different. It's, it's completely it's the only understandable. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. only appropriate one. Gotcha. So Pythona, she releases some acid, uh, and, so, and so you got to look out for that as you prepare for eternity. Oh, Falcon is still being dragged by Serpentor in his chariot. So, this is where Serpentor looks bored. Where he cuts. Look at his this face. Yeah, he's totally bored. <laughs> Paused right. at twelve twenty one twenty one one twenty two twenty one. What? He's just an idiot. And, the, like, when we unpause it, look at the way he's driving, also. He's just fiddling back and forth like someone on a green screen pretending to drive. He looks like he doesn't know he's dragging. Exactly. He it look, looks like he's just polishing the floor. And then when the, Which when, explains why, when he gets grabbed here at the 22-second mark, everybody, including the snakes, I love, looks very surprised. I love a, the snake that's reaction. A, that's a good touch, actually. It is. It's fantastic. This, I love the way the snakes react to, be, to Serpentor being grabbed by Falcon from behind. Falcon maintains this chokehold as Serpentor is kind of flying around, but then <laughs> Serpentor hits the button that I guess Stop. is the emergency brake. Yes, yes. And it flings Falcon forward into a cave wall uh, off of the chariot. Back to Jinx, still wrist wrestling with Pythona. Pythona takes a swipe and uh, melts the uh, into the side of the uh, the clam creature. The Cobra Commander. That I, yeah, I presume that was the holding yeah, cell, that's right. right? I felt bad for the clam right here. I, I feel bad for the clam throughout this whole thing. 
<laughs> in this whole movie. He kind of flops to the ground, sadly, here. Serpentor shows up uh, in front of Falcon. He says, your life has ended. And opposed to the sweet caress that mm-hmm. he gives his shoulder snakes, you know, to, to render them rigid. Yep. He it just sort of flails a loose <laughs> snake at, this is at Falcon. It was oh, weird. Oh, he just throws a loose snake at him. You're right. It's a new mode, like flaccid snake strangle mode. <laughs> like yeah, it was, I, I, I was like, expecting him to make it a spear, and then he just kind of like, bleh. I kind of like it. I like it too, but I'm like, well, this is new. You have a snake. I didn't know they could do that. <laughs> so back to Jinx and as Pythona. Many snakes as he has, he should just throw them at him until. I just, know. Until Duke, just uh, a pile uh, of snakes. Until he's him. buried under a pile of snakes. <laughs> I mean, if he has the means. <laughs> so Jinx and Pythona fighting in the I get like the, the fountain area where the clam mm-hmm. the clam thing is. And Jinx manages a sort of somersault backflip kick maneuver. I'm sure there's a real judo name for that uh, technique. But she hurls Pythona away from her, giving her the opportunity to unlock her true strength. I hate by this. by taking off her mask you and think, putting on her blindfold. You think she'd do this at, at the beginning every time, or just never take it off? Just, just live her life again. Why does her mask have eye holes? Like, what's the point? And she like, could just turn her mask around. She doesn't need to take it off and then put on a bandana. She could just close her fucking eyes. She could throw bleach in her fucking eyes. <laughs> just, just gouge yeah, her why eyes. Why not just be blind? <laughs> she just gouge her eyes out with a knife. I hate that gimmick. I hate. Okay, lady, time for lights out. I fucking and as we'll see in a second, it doesn't even really matter. Like it doesn't really come to anything. It does. Well, you don't see her necessarily fighting any bad. No, you just. In fact, all she does is whatever. We'll get to it. I just hate it. I hate. I'm upset. We all know it's. <laughs> why? Why didn't they have Ted Bundy as the main character of this movie? Yeah. <laughs> Did we do that on air? <laughs> I think that maybe I'll have to tack that conversation on the end for that to make sense. So Falcon is still struggling. Serpentor's snake is around his neck. Serpentor is delivering some kind of death sermon from the. <laughs> it's a here. pretty great speech. <laughs> And from out of the darkness, yeah, once a man. Yes, I yes. love. I was surprised by this. I there don't remember this end at all. Oh, really? From the like, I don't Super remember great. any of this. But yeah, Cobra Commander comes out fucking for the, for the and rescue, know, and, and he knows. And like, um, Serpenter just knows that's Cobra Commander. Maybe yeah, he heard him talking. I, I guess. guess but <laughs> hey, Cobra Commander, no. Also, though, like, why do you think he would ever listen to you? You guys did this to him. <laughs> Yeah, as Ryan was saying, Cobra Commander in snake mode lunges at Serpentor Snake. They get into a mighty serpent tussle, and it releases Falcon in the process. Falcon gets his hands on a rifle and just fires haphazardly <laughs> so that's, at Serpentor. Yeah, in a real weird way. Like, So basically he has a laser <laughs> shotgun, which is dumb. I'm like, is why? Is that what that is? Okay. Well, it's a shotgun. It's obviously a shotgun. And so I'm like, why? And Buzz, Buzz touches on this too a little bit, but why make it look like a real gun if you're going to make it a laser gun? Like, is that the gun that came with this toy? But then why make it a shot? It's obviously a real shotgun. Well, it's so stupid. So it, it makes sense in a way that, well, let's go back. Let's step back. For them to have to make the guns laser guns, did they have to make them laser guns for the cartoon? Was there a problem with. I mean, does it matter what you get shot was with? It, was there a problem think, using real. like? Animating ammunition, or did it just look? Did it also look better? Probably they, easier. They to could animate. see that was you don't have to have smoke. They and could see there was firing involved. I think it's twofold. I think it looks better. You can see where the shots going, and two, it doesn't look as real. Yeah, like it's not as real violence. It's more play right. violence. And you can always say set to stun if exactly. you have to shoot somebody. Yeah, but then why make them look like real guns? Well, <laughs> it's that fine line of like you you want people to realize they're shooting a gun. 
but you don't want them. I mean, they have NES guns that don't really look like any real gun. They look like a rifle. I mean, it's... exactly. Just make it look like that. Just give him that gun. Right on. Right. I, okay. The shotgun just was struck. It took me out. I'm like, that's really weird. What if they had like a Gatlin gun? Would it be as weird if the laser action was more shotgunny? Like if it was more spread, like a spread gun in Contra. Yeah, it just like a Roman candle going off. <laughs> It, like if a Roman candle went off in lots of di- different directions at once. Yes. Okay. I yeah. think we'll definitely we, never get the answers to these questions. So he's shooting. We the just gun. solved he's, it. So he's shooting the gun. It doesn't matter because he misses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he really is firing just wildly. We go back to Jinx, and I don't know, Ryan. I, it, it does portray I her guess. kicking Pythona's ass at this point. Like very, it's, it's very really uneven. At it's that a point. blink, and you'll miss it. And at this point, I guess we didn't realize Galobulus was magical. Well, he he got powers from the BET. He like oh, somehow harness energy from the okay. BET. Is right. that what? Do you think that really? Yeah, that's oh. what I saw earlier. I mean, it does look like the, he was the energy from the BET is somehow yeah. connected to him. Well, yeah. no, not really. Actually, well, earlier he absorbed power from the to, BET to make all the okay. organisms which, come to life. Which I'm like, that's impressive. Well, to me, this felt like he was Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, I like get a little the, of that with the lightning. But but what he does with his power is really bizarre. It, it is. It felt very video gamey. It, I wrote that down. It felt very end boss secret. Yes, like, secret power. Instead challenge. of just shooting all of the people, he opens that big chasm. He opens a crevasse between the BET and the odd. fighters, and there's spikes in it. Yeah, it's very odd. And and yeah, so the point of that is to separate the BET from. The rest of the Joe crew, to pre- I assume, to present, prevent them from getting over there and turning it I off. Guess. And that, at this point, as it opens up, the, the poor clam creature <laughs> falls, falls in. into the crevasse. <laughs> then we've got Jinx and Pythona. They're edging towards the, the very edge of that new cliff that's been created. And Pythona jumps at Jinx, who ducks, and Pythona just jumps into the... Yeah. Crevasse. Real anticlimactic, yeah. which is a thing that just comes back to me again and again. But yeah, that's why I said the blindfold didn't matter because she just moves out of the way. The way they animate her hair throughout this movie is always Pythona? great. The, yeah, Pythona and her brush strokes that they mm-hmm. use for her ponytail. So cool. Yeah, absolutely. The shine. I love it. Uh, and layers of shine at that. A bouncing of a haven. Maybe, <laughs> maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Mm-hmm. That's... Makeup. Makeup. Okay. <laughs> well, she's got some eye, eye colors working there. But is that natural? On natch? Is that is that a bodysuit or armor? <laughs> yeah. Jinx at this point says, I always knew I wasn't unlucky. Which is really weird. I don't know what luck <laughs> I don't know to what do you're with any of this. <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, I mean, you trained for this. Yeah. <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter is also kicking Nemi Forsey's ass. Uh, for Alpine, for Bazooka, <laughs> for Falcon, for body slams, for Duke. These are all wrestling moves, yeah. Lots of body slams, lots of elbow drops. Uh, Nemesis Enforcer is fucked up. Oh, but the last thing he says, and this... It's for the U.S. of A. Uh, so I don't know how effective throwing a flying creature into a crevasse is. Well, he never comes back. It's so true. They make it seem like he's done. We've only got, uh, or we think we've only got Serpentor left. I forgot that we even had Galactus. I know. I still, completely forgot he was there too. The I thought, oh man, finally this movie's ending. Mm-hmm. But it's just like the the, su- the sub boss before the final boss. <laughs> right. Enough. This game is over. So Falcon hops on the Serpentor air chariot again. It seems like it just might be easy to hop on that thing. People just always 
doing it. It is very, everybody's offing on that thing all the time. <laughs> it, uh, it's not providing much real uh, advantage for him. It I, seems to be only a hindrance for anyone operating it. <laughs> so, and it becomes a super hindrance. Exactly. No capes. This no. is a real Incredibles time yeah. right now. Yeah. The, so Falcon gets on it. Serpentor kicks him off, but before he falls, Falcon manages to grab Serpentor's cape. He, he jams the cape into the motor, the fan that is spinning, yeah, uh, and, it, and it pulls uh, Serpentor down in it. You know, he probably there should probably be a, a, great... a cap on that. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm that shocked thing. that that hasn't happened any sooner. <laughs> Absolutely. Just by accident, yeah. not even with anybody's help. Somebody should have looked at that and be like, this design is <laughs> My, problematic. Mindbender's like, ooh. <laughs> I know, exactly. Because <laughs> like, you know Mindbender designed that. Mm-hmm. The ship uh, flies uncontrollably into the sky. I, I, I should say that Falcon, he manages to kind of abandon ship here. The ship is just kind of all willy-nilly towards the sky through the heart-shaped mm-hmm. uh, sort of through. membrane of, of the face of the throne building. And, uh, you know, like uh, we don't see Serpentor die, I guess. Uh, we know. hear him die, though. You can hear me like... Do you really? I think no. so. You say he's dead? He's... Uh, I remember... Uh, just let's play it, then. I got, we got to play it. Well... I can, I, I can guarantee you he's not dead because Buzz Dixon addresses it, but... Oh, really? I, I thought he died. He <laughs> but he's still screaming the whole time. Okay. Well, it, I, I recall it being a crazy scream, and I thought, oh, he's he's choking to death. But I could be wrong. I can't, I just, I can't remember my facts I, here, so the world will straighten me out. I think that Sunbow was no longer producing after this movie, and a different animation company made the subsequent seasons of this. And I think Serpentor was in those seasons, but... Um, yeah, there is... <sighs> Well, I'll, you know what? I'll address it when we get to the Buzz Dicks and stuff. But, okay, sure. Um, I, but to address this point of Serpentor flying out of control through a wall into existence a window. beyond. A window. Well, whatever. A barrier. Does, I mean, it basically reminded me exactly of Rodimus and Galvatron. Oh, yeah. He wasn't thrown through it, but... Same thing. I so mean, we'll create a similar <laughs> animation where we just show Serpentor flying <laughs> like, through different yeah, scenery. I love it. Someday I want to really do that. Yeah. yeah, we won't. I mean, we have you like not not even wanting to edit the. I uh, want to do that. Video. Uh, we'll from, take, let's take some time off. I'll get it done. I actually have pieced most of it together into oh, one. Really? Uh, yeah. He'll fly. He'll he'll fly by the uh, blown up uh, terradrome. He'll fly by the the slot, building. The slide the slaughterhouse. And, and the music I want is for like that that the Sphinx. That one. You know. Shit like that. The Sphinx winks as yeah. it goes by. The music I want for it too is that one where that that, that they have where that kid spins out of control on the on the go kart or the yeah. the spinny thing is like You don't know this? Uh-uh. No, I know the video, but <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen this one. Oh really? No, I've just seen the original one. Oh yeah, my kid, my kids love this song though for this very reason, I'm sure. <laughs> I have never seen that before. Oh god, it's that's the music I want. For, I'll the drop thing, that the in. thing that we'll never make. Okay. Well, for if somebody else wants to make it, um, it did also remind me of. Happen. Did you see that video of the woman getting rescued by the helicopter where she starts spinning out of control? <laughs> she was rest. This woman was hiking and or running or something in the in the hills and and tripped and like broke her leg or something, and she gets rescued and they put her on that plank thing from that they raised my helicopter. Stretcher. Yeah, thank you. 
It's it's actually a waterboard. Thank you. And they they start lifting her up in the helicopter, and this must have been the B team that rescued her because she starts a gentle spin, and I'm like, you can probably stop stop it at this point. And you think, oh, she's spinning. That's unfortunate. But it just picks up speed and picks up speed and picks up speed. I know we do have to watch it. It's she and you really think fast. it's going to stop every, like, when you think it's gotten as fast as it's going to get, it, it gets, gets faster. faster. The 74-year-old won't, this one yes. is 74. Oh, oh my. They, they came in really late. It starts off way slower than that. I don't know. I think you get it. I get yeah, it. But, yeah, it just starts off super slow, and then she gets... Did she, did she said she threw up all I that? don't know if she threw up, but she did get nauseous, and, like, you know, I, I don't know if she passed out or not, but it was, she was fine, but That's obviously so it was fast. unpleasant. And I, I just imagine all that blood going to your head. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, I, I can't even. Imagine. How did we get here? I can't remember where we are. Oh, Serpentor. Uh, There's your analog for Galvatron. You're next. Falcon says, referring to Galobulus. Mm-hmm. We get a glimpse of the worm, and he bu- he just busts uh, Falcon into the body. He body checks him with mm-hmm. his big Akbar torso thing. Then he's you know get delivering a little speech. And then surprise, cracks, that's not part of his body. Cracks the cracks the shell open, and we see that, uh, which is gross, by the way, and reveals that his <laughs> true lower body is a snake. Mm-hmm. And he uh, picks up Falcon in a. Uh, oh, oh yeah. okay, he, he does, does toss it. To he the does side. just toss his time stick to the side. <laughs> the worm dildo. And uh, he picks up Falcon, gives him a, a strong hold. He lifts him in the air. I thought at this point he was going to try and throw him. He's giving up into the pit. Yeah. But uh, but he doesn't. He basically just kind of body slams him to the ground here. He lunges at Falcon. Falcon gets out of the way, and Galabi swings his uh, <laughs> snake tail at Falcon to trip him up. I guess he's been successful. in that, that catfish chariot too long because he's really uncoordinated. <laughs> he's just got to get his uh, his legs back. He's got to get his or whatever snake, you call snake legs. <laughs> Falcon manages <laughs> to duck a couple more attacks here, but ultimately Galobulus snags him. Both of Globulus's hands are wrapped around Falcon's head. The uh, the last thing you will hear is the cracking of your vertebrae. Nice. But Falcon sees the time worm stick thingy, the maggot of the moment. Mm-hmm. And he grabs it and crams it right in Galobulus's butthole eye. Yeah, hoisted by your own idiotic petard of a time worm stick. This gives him an opening to run to the BET and hit a button that will display the image, BET, Deactivated. Which I guess it must have been too gross for them to show the eye gouge. I, I would. I am glad they didn't. They showed a fucking spear going through a chest. I'm just saying. And it didn't seem to hurt him as much as you would Not guess. Not hardly at all. Because he recovers pretty quickly here. The team celebrates for a moment. Galobulus points out it's too late. The spores are... I love the, the hands. The spores the, the hands. The hand illustration where he says what you're talking about, where Galobulus comes up to Falcon and says, you're too late. The hand on both of these shots is awesome. I love the way it's drawn. I have a thing with hands. I love drawing hands. I'm with you. Yeah. I can appreciate. But it's too late. They are mature. They're exploding, releasing their fine mist of fungal terror. <laughs> and Galobulus just flies away at this point. You, you have lost. lost. He bumps yeah, out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, new plan. Crank the BET to 11. Burn yes. up the spores before they enter Earth's atmosphere. And that's what Falcon does, which it causes the machine to overload. And, of course, it's going to blow. Well, the whole thing, he just, all he said, his stupid plan, which works, is just, if I can rev up enough juice... 
I guess this is the like a plot well, as if he's a BET technician and actually knows how to work this thing. It just felt like the plot equivalent of reversing polarities. It's just like a device. Like I guess sure. overload it. Sure, you gotta do something. He's not really reversing polarities though. He's just turning no, up the I'm not, volume. I'm not saying he's reversing polarities. I'm saying it's a bullshit it's a trope. MacGuffin. Yeah, I don't like this bit. <laughs> so the machine overloads. There's no way for Falcon to cross that trench between he and uh, Sergeant Slaughter and, and Jinx. Jinx. So it's over for him. And he heroically tells Jinx and Slaughter, save yourselves. Yeah, I thought, here's, okay, my, I, like I said before, I thought this was like kind of um, sort of anticlimactic almost and like not huge stakes. I, I thought this would have been much more effective, like grander if the spores had actually gotten to the point where they infected people and people started to mutate and then Joe had to reverse that. I mean, that feels like there were actual stakes. Maybe feels it like made an extra episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it would have made it more complicated and longer, but arguably maybe write a better movie. And they're all just writhing around where we're all going, once a man. Just to the point, like just to the point where they're halfway, like, you know, Schwarzenegger on Mars, whenever they fly out into the, he's in the atmosphere, his eyes are bugging Oh, out. I see what you're saying. So they get half mutated, yes. but, but they save them. Yes. Somehow. Somehow. It, but we don't even know what the, what the, you'd need a cure for that. You couldn't use the broadcast just, energy transfer. Sure you could. It. it seems like it could do whatever. <laughs> it doesn't even seem to have any weird, the functions really wildly fluctuate as to what it can do. I just think the whole third act of this movie is bad. Yeah, I, yeah you're really, you're really upset. You're reverse McDonald'sing. What? Not loving it. <laughs> can Great. Really laughed at that. <laughs> it took me really by surprise. Uh, at this point, we've got Sergeant Slaughter. He says, we all go home and nobody goes home. Yeah, it was a good callback. And, and Jinx is like, actually, we probably should get out of here. <laughs> I don't like him that much. Yeah. Sergeant Slaughter takes his belt off. And In a maneuver you need to practice. <laughs> without saying a word, Jinx grabs one end of the belt while Sergeant Slaughter holds the other. He spins her in a circle. <laughs> a little fucking stupid. Uh, kind of helicopter elevating her <laughs> parallel to the ground and positioning her love it. over the bottomless trench. Grab my... <laughs> Grab my ankles. <laughs> they yell for Falcon to to grab her ankles, which is what he does. Yay, Falcon lives. So fucking stupid. It's her okay. hold on that belt must have been very strong. He's, she's spinning as fast as that kid in the go-kart. Like, she's <laughs> going super fast. I don't think anybody could have held on. She would have been tossed in that fucking pit. The battle rages on outside. All the telltale times. All the telltale times. All the t- How are the turntables? All the ding-dong day. <laughs> There's an imminent explosion, uh, so there's a bright, blinding light here, mm-hmm. and it's emanating from a central location. And it, and you know, uh, it is tough to tell what exactly is going on at this part because <laughs> it seems as though part of the fro- throne tower that houses the BET breaks off here and falls into the ground and explodes, killing thousands of Cobra <laughs> Law troops. Doesn't it seem like yeah, that's kind of? It does seem like. Well, there's an explosion, and all those yeah. guys are dead, but. It's very confusing because then we see all the. Joes. I think they're on the other side of the bridge that was alive that didn't exist. Maybe it's very. I like this part where uh, Flint helps up Lady J because it's kind of a like a, a neat little. Well, like they're in a relationship. Yeah. They have a daughter later. It's a wink and a nod. Melissa, Marissa, Larissa, Fairborn, <laughs> Fairchild, Fair. God damn it! 
<laughs> well, we can never get that name right, so that organically Although, worked out great. I think Fairborn is correct. Fairborn is correct. Marissa yeah. Fairborn. So uh, there's more running, more pandemonium. The world is crumbling all around them. Despite what I said, it seems that maybe the tower is actually still intact yeah. with the BET in it. It's glowing even more strongly, and it blows. Everybody continues to run. We hear, hit the dirt! Uh, we see from outside. Hey, there's a sh- shipwreck. Shipwrecks. Shipwreck sighting. He he was the one who um, uh, that dragonfly is dust. <laughs> <laughs> he was the one who initiated the escape earlier that got them caught again immediately. <laughs> we see from outside the Cobra Law Dome that this explosion. This has to be a five mile radius. It's explosion. a no- nobody should be survive this. It is. Nuclear uh, fusion. It's a big explosion happening right now. It's impressive. It's It's great. Cool. Very well animated. animated. Yeah. Very cool. The dust uh, settles. We reconvene to this busted (sighs) battlefield of Cobra Law. Everything's broken and ashy and smoky, but all the bugs are dead and on their backs. But luckily, all the Joes, Mm -hmm. all the Joes are okay. All the Joes. Because we hit get out a voiceover very immediately. Great time to get for a transmission. <laughs> <laughs> Rust transmission from Doc. But d- great news, Duke's out of his coma. Yeah, <laughs> and that news is delivered to the team, and everyone joins together in a hearty. Yo, Joe! Yeah, and then we just have some falling action to kick Tunnel out. Rat and Big Lob embrace. Somebody get going on that fan fiction. And, of course, Falcon and Jinx embrace. And Smooch because... I why? hate this kiss. I hate it. I don't... I hate the whole... I, I hate also the thing is, like, the, the female lead and the male lead have to get together. I, I hate that trope. Uh, oh, God. Everything about... It's so bad. I'm... I, and the way I her delivery of the spores are burning up in orbit is very romantic. Everybody's kind of walking away from the site. It's it's evening. We revisit Falcon and Jinx. They're alone, standing together on a ledge overlooking the smoky carnage here. And uh, Jinx points to the sky. Look at this. The spores are burning up in orbit. Wouldn't that have just happened to the spores anyway? Do they need the BET to do any of this? Wouldn't it? Is it possible? That- yeah, but what I think would be a cool part here is like she says, "Look, the spores have all burned up in orbit," and then he turns to her and says, <laughs> "Maybe not all of them." And there's like a tentacle coming out of his eyeball. <laughs> it's a, it's a real Michael Jackson thriller kind yeah. of ending. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been a good ending. That would have been a good ending. Uh, <laughs> And then fucking Falcon says, thanks, big brother. Why does he say that? Clearly, it's because Duke is dead, and this is like a tribute, like Duke is watching over them. Because then they pan up into the sky, and I guarantee you, if this movie had ended the way it was supposed to end, it would have had a visage of Duke in the the sky. Like the sparkles would have formed into Duke's face. Like Optimus Prime at the end of Dark Awakening. Yeah. It's what seems like they're doing. Yeah, they didn't do that. As far as they know... Duke is dead. They didn't realize that there was some uh, post-production going on. Let's take a look here. Like, I don't see any other reason to pan up like that. Guys, I, this, I, mo- this movie is over. Thank fucking God. We're done with it. I hated this bit. I thought the animation God. was really good. I thought the action true. was really good. There is a lot of nonsense. It's just, honestly, I found it boring. I found the end boring. The end. Okay, yes, yes. Okay, fine. The movie's, like, I thought I, I, the whole third act, I think, is garbage. Like, I hate the whole third act. Um, and especially this bit we did from, like, a, what, one seventeen, one hour, 17 minutes to the end here at 1.30, mm-hmm. uh, 1 hour 30. Uh, I just, it's it's boring, 
Um, it feels like there are no stakes mm-hmm. because you know the good guys are going to win, and the, so the fighting's boring, and I just... I hated it. I'm fine with all of it from a cartoon angle, except for Jinx and <laughs> Falcon just that getting above together. Above and beyond <laughs> made it's me pretty, insane. Pretty stupid. And, I mean, of course, all the Joes should have died. But <laughs> I can even let that go. Like, that is the least of my irritation with this whole... I'm sorry. I didn't know I was going to be most this... Most of his irritation is the giant insects. I didn't know I was going to be this salty on this episode. <laughs> I'm glad it's over, too, but I will say, like... Uh, this movie was really uh, strange to me as a kid. Like, I it's never, a very strange I, film. I've never it was. I, I've never seen anything like this when it was actually out originally, and it kind of blew my mind a mm-hmm. little bit. This has to be weirder than any actual GI Joe episode, and I know there's a couple well, of humdingers it's out there. Weird. I mean, I would say weird wise, like. It kind of introduced a level of maturity that I hadn't experienced with these characters before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and maybe weren't ready for. I was ready. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had pukes. Grow the fuck up, G.I. Uh, Joe. But, but I will, as far as weird, there's some really weird G.I. Joe episodes that I would... I know that we're you guys have no interest in this, but <laughs> there is a, a, an episode of Shipwreck. What's it? Something, the Springfield the one? The Springfield. There's two of them. It's like it's a two-parter. That's a weird one. And it's and it's disturbing. It is. Disturbing. It's very disturbing. And then there's one called The Game Master mm-hmm. out there. That's also It's the one with, uh, uh, like, they're all on, like, R&R, and this guy, like, scoops up Cobra and G.I. Joe characters and puts them through these weird games. That is a basically... That's the bareness in the bikini episode. That, that, that specific plot is in almost every series, I think. Yeah, so anyway, those are weird. I'd like to cover those sometime, but I get it. I we can. should take a break and go we back can. to Transformers we are. for a while. Um, <laughs> I will say, Caleb, to your... You said this before, that, that this movie felt like more of a extended episode of G.I. Joe as opposed to Transformers movie feeling more like a like a movie. I think I, I said that. Did you? you okay. Give, he can take some credit. Whatever. I thought Caleb maybe have contributed something. I guess I was wrong. Um, <laughs> but this, uh, like... <laughs> <laughs> this was a five-part episode of G.I. Joe, which G.I. Joe had several of those. They had several five-parters. So, um, I, I mean, I haven't... I don't... The Serpentor one was a five-parter. Yep. Obviously, yep. the opener penned by Friedman. So, guys, I think it's time for that... Oh! Oh! deviations. <laughs> So Ryan, what did Buzz think of this? I will okay. I I like I was a little hard on Buzz the last episode, though he was sleepy. It appeared <laughs> um, he's much livelier here. Oh really? I came back. He came awake. He came back. Yeah, it was strong. Right. Um, and, <clears throat> whenever the and the creatures detach and attack, he said, um, "This is where we see everything in Cobra Law is alive," which is kind of horrible. Like you just have this mantis being a bridge constantly. That seems. Like a terrible life, but are we to believe that everything here is the result of their science, like their I think genetic so. engineering and whatnot? I think that's the implication. They are a science. Like, they were like, "Hey, uh, we need a bridge, but we also need a like a, a man, but we need a, to a be walking stick. We need to be fucking weird about it." <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys, like, I want to see the brief on this. <laughs> what is that? Is that made of stone? No, 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 no. It make it an insect. The marketing guy is like. Functional, yet frightening. <laughs> In this instance, they're really, like, 
form before function. Mm -hmm. um, for the giant bugs, he, uh, he says, this sequence has some nice Hieronymus Bosch moments in it. Just really surreal mm -hmm. scenes of bizarre creatures, monsters. The animators really did a good job with this. And I, Caleb, you were nodding. I was going to throw this to you, but yeah, Bosch, tell Which, us who he was. Bosch? You, yeah. Yes, he was a Renaissance-era um, artist that painted scenes of hell. Yeah. And they were usually these grotesque creatures that were consuming humans and humans were suffering in these weird super surreal super surreal yeah they they, they almost say he was like kind of a um a grandfather of surrealism because the stuff was and it's it, it is quite disturbing it's crazy yeah, yeah i looked up some of his paintings because i'd heard the name before but couldn't place it and yeah, yeah. they're pretty upsetting yeah they're very realistic looking <laughs> yeah but, but um yeah anyway uh, we've talked we, have we talked about this before about bosch bosch no yeah, I mean his stuff's cool. It's compelling. It's also frightening. But it was meant to be both. There was a lot of like hell was a very popular painting subject yeah, in the Renaissance. Yeah. You look at like some of this it, one. It's, it's visions a, of hell. Yeah, and which is what it is. And um, yeah, it's it's quite disturbing. And surreal yeah. is a very good word for it. It's uh, I, you I can mean, definitely see that I would be, Dolly. Had, I would I took would some influence. I would from say Bosch. Dolly took a lot of influence from him. I can't imagine anybody looking at that back in the day without ex experiencing anything like that before. And I'm sure the intention was, was quite to, shocking was to scare them straight. Yeah, absolutely. And it kind of scares me straight, <laughs> even though. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. We just clicked on one where there's a guy who's straddling a knife. Giant knife. Yeah. It's oh, just, gross. Yeah, everything's just terrible. So there's oh, Bosch. All right. That's Bosch. Listeners, go look that up and just have a hell of an afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> um, tunnel, for the, the, when Tunnel Rat bursts out of the. Uh, ooh, we just clicked on one where there's a guy coming out of an anus or something. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. All right. Okay. Take, so, take it away, Aaron. I can't concentrate. Absolutely. So, uh, Tunnel Rat, when he comes out laughing maniacally that way. That's kind of a Bosch painting. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's true. But, uh, Buzz Dixon says, that laughing, in case you're wondering, Tunnel Rat is supposed to be a little bit crazy. <laughs> and he's like, they didn't punch that up that much in the movie, but that was the imp implication. Is that they're Rat's... all crazy, though. It's true. With the exception of Jinx. But then I got to thinking, is that like a Vietnam PTSD situation? Because <laughs> these Tunnel Rats, First of all, that's a really tough job, especially in Vietnam. Yes. Those guys were really fucked up. It's a little crazy, man. Um, the Jinx and Pythona fight. He says, this little sequence was our homage to Falcon Crest's infamous cat fight. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys remember Falcon Crest. Yes. Uh, but uh, for the listeners, the short explanation, Falcon Crest was an 80s uh, nighttime uh, soap. Like Dallas. Like Dallas, yeah. Or... Um, uh, dynasty. Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, but there was a very famous cat fight between the two. I hate the term cat fight, I guess. That's kind of. Uh, but that's what this, that's what it's called. Because uh, there's claws, because there's scratching and claws. That, yeah, yeah. There was an iconic fight between the two main female leads in a fountain. Yep. And that's why they're in that fountain. That's right. Which is a pretty good wink and a nod. It shows you how popular this type of, of television was. Absolutely. It was a time. new thing. Yeah. I remember, my, I watched Alice, I watched Falcon Crest and Dynasty. I watched them all. Um, Buzz says, I always wondered, for the same on this one, I always wondered why, if the Joes are using lasers, they made them look like shotguns. And in reference to Serpenter flying out the door, he said, we had to have all the characters disposed of in a way that didn't concretely prove they had been killed, so they could come back. You know, and I never realized, until you just pointed out to me, for some weird reason, gl yeah, Globulus does not die. He no, just he just fucks off. He just fucks off. And you I can, don't think he comes back. You either. could still retcon. If they wanted to use uh, Nemesis of Force or Pythona, they could have survived. 
Wow. Shit. <laughs> uh, Buzz confirms they cut the eye gouge. Uh, he says, it's odd the areas where they got squeamish and where they didn't. I, I, so there was animated cells of the eye gouge? He had it in the script, yeah. In the script. And I guess they must have animated it because he says they cut it out. So I just I I don't disagree. For some reason, I'm real squeamish about eye gouging. I'll yeah, t- I can. I'm a lot okay of people have snake. that. I'm okay with a snake to the body, but an eye gouge. <laughs> it's like where people are. Some people are weird about like fingernail stuff. Yeah, or like teeth stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then whenever they, whenever Doc says Duke's come out of his coma, Buzz says bull. <laughs> he's very upset about that. He he really seems like he's mad about the fact they retconned that. Um, Buzz gave big at the credits after the end of the movie. He talks a little bit. He says Buzz gave big props to Wally Burr. Um, he says working for Sunbow was probably the single best experience of my life. Um, he told a story about Frank Miller dropping in one day, which apparently he came in quite a bit and was talk, telling them about his new DC project, which eventually became The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, there, this was weird. There was a weird arms race that went on because, uh, both G.I. Joe and Transformers were being, you know, produced at the same time at Sunbow. Uh, one day Flint Dilly brought in a decommissioned 20 millimeter anti-aircraft shell, uh, which if you, Flint Dilly was the, uh, the sto- basic story editor for the Transformers movie. And then the next day Buzz brought in a dummy hand grenade. And then after that, Flint brought in a 105 howitzer shell. And then Buzz brought in a 100-pound bomb he bought from a Hollywood Air Army surplus store, and it ended there, I guess. But I'm like, they just kept bringing in bigger and bigger weapons, which was very strange. That's cool. And then it's Flint the 80s, brought in man. a live handgun. <laughs> and he just started shooting shot shot up the place. Everybody. That's right. Um, then the last thing Buzz says, which I thought was really nice, he says, This was one of the best experiences of my life. I was very happy to work on G.I. Joe, Transformers, My Little Pony, Inhumanoids, Jim. And if people listening to this enjoy what we did, I'm very happy because we were trying our best. And if we're being remembered 25 years later, then thank you. And it was from the 25th anniversary uh, G.I. Joe DVD. So I thought that was sweet. Yeah, it's very heartfelt. And that's all the deviations we'll ever have. <laughs> nice. Well, that that feels like a good way to end it. Absolutely. It was, he was. Very, he seems like a. Re- I mean, you met him. Seems I like did. a really decent, nice dude. I had a, a good exchange with him. Well, then let's get into the ah! iconic <laughs> Joe Mays. I actually didn't write one down. Uh. Because I hated everything about this. Uh, let's see. You well, guys you, go ahead. But you, you don't have to. An iconic moment doesn't have to be something of of joy. It's true. It can be like, wh- what what did you hate the most? Yeah. You, know, you know, what was particularly uh, uh, grinding for you? You guys go first. I have to okay. think for a second. Aaron, I just like how much more extra Cobra Law got. Mm-hmm. Now, like, unle- like as if it wasn't crazy enough. Now. It's even crazier and uh, more big, creative, crazy, ugly bug things. Like, that's everything. I, that's a, this a statement for the movie. Cobra <laughs> sure. Law is the best thing about the movie. Everything about Cobra Law was shocking. And it does. You're <laughs> never ahead of Cobra Law. You, no. They always surprise you with what's going to happen. Right. So, uh, but yeah, so that kind of surprise and everything that came with it. Right on. Uh, I will stick with my Cobra Commander theme. Mm-hmm. It was I was when I was little. I was really relieved to see he was still alive and came out as a snake when mm-hmm. fighting the snake. But then I was always compelled of like, what happened to him? Mm-hmm. 
I wasn't paying any attention to the fact that Globulus ran off. <laughs> I was always like, what happened to Cobra Commander? You know what? Honestly, I'm going to second that and say Cobra Commander, that is the one part I liked about this this uh, episode we did, was seeing Cobra Commander come back into the fight and save and Falcon. Re- he redeemed himself. Uh, yeah, I really, I was happy to see him. I felt good when he was on screen for 12 tenths of a second. That's not a thing. <laughs> for like a couple seconds and he'd fight the other snake. Uh, that was the one part of this thing where I was like, oh, I like that. So there you go. Speaking of redemption, did Falcon redeem himself? I mean, he won- I mean, he saved the world. So I guess, yeah. Does that redeem? How I think saving the world redeems most things. Does he? Uh, do we feel like he's grown? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think that's. It's not as ob. I don't think it's as obvious. His his arc isn't necessarily as obvious as like Hot Rod and Transformers the movie. But I feel like there is some some maturity going on there. It's not obvious at all. You see Hot Rod go through different trials that help him grow. Falcon goes from like douche to hero in a second. <laughs> yeah, he even even that part where he's cocking the shotgun in the base, he's still well, really coming in hot. Having his brother die in his arms was probably a very eye-opening experience for him. Falcon, do your country proud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that made him go from douche to hero probably pretty quick. He's still sexually harassing Jinx while they're trying to fight off the insects. Some first date, huh? But again, she is apparently receptive to his... So maybe it's... I guess she's into it. But he he has no real evidence that she's into it. Well, it is almost like this is all done by men. They do kiss at the end. What? They do kiss at the end of the movie. I hate that. (laughs) Have I mentioned it? So now we've got something special. Mm-hmm. We are going to interview our favorite GI Joe super fan, and uh, that's a segment we're just gonna we're gonna stitch in. Basically, here. the guy you can blame if you hated all of this. He's yeah. the one who suggested it in the first place. It is on him. So let's just go to that right now. Absolutely. So this is a special segment that we've got going on here. The thing I think everybody understands or needs to understand is that we're frauds here at the Autopod Decepticast. We are two-thirds more in love with Transformers than we are with G.I. Joe. And and don't get me wrong, we like G.I. Joe the movie, but it, it well. really... Okay, well, Ryan has some things to say, or has had some things that you've this probably already heard. a rough episode. <laughs> but, but we like it in general, and it, it feels a little like we're committing infidelity uh, to our one true love, Transformers. But, you know, every now and again, like Larry David in, in Season 4 of Curb Your Enthusiasm, you get a hall pass, and G.I. Joe is our hall pass, and as soon as we're done fucking the shit out of that sexy, sweaty, muscly movie, we're going back to Transformers, who are a nice, uh, nice and safe, and they put a roof over our head and and uh, so to properly tribute the gi joe brand and those and those who love it i think we felt it's necessary to to bring on someone who, who by the way advocated quite hard for you know to who to blame if you hated the gi joe episode <laughs> to go down this joe movie path and so we wanted to chat with the biggest at least as far as i can tell the biggest joe fan in our uh little universe here so welcome to the Autopod Decepticast, G.I. Joe Superfan, Sean Serge Bomba Walsh. How are you, man? Hey guys, edit, edit in some uh, crowd effects. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. It, 
I, I think this would be a good opportunity. Like, who are you? <laughs> and what is it you're doing on Twitter? Because I think uh, we pay attention to a lot of the stuff that you're doing. It's always entertaining. Um, give us a little background, man. Oh, good God. Start with the easy questions. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I don't know what I'm doing on Twitter, I guess. Um, I don't know what I'm doing on social media, but okay. there we are. I guess being social or trying to be social, there's really kind of no point to it. Um, it's just having fun, enjoying talking to people who have similar similar interests. And um, and somehow I found the Autopod Decepticast. Because I'd heard once that there aren't very many Transformer podcasts. and That can't be true. I've, I've, I've seen a couple mentions of it every so often. They're like, oh, it's not enough. I'm like, I'm like really? I, I found one? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a minute by minute. And I'm like, well, good. I'm, I never really gotten into the whole minute by minute thing. Um, but I'm like, hey, Transformers. I know, I know that movie. Great. I enjoy that. And Yes, you're you're a very early adopter of yeah. uh, our podcast. You, you're like one of the first. I was like trying to search my tweets to find out how I found you guys. And I don't know how. I found the first tweet where I was like, oh, my God, this needs to be a thing. <laughs> there we go. So I'm like, at some point, I, 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 I searched and it came up. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, wow. Would it be accurate to say you are a super fan of G.I. Joe the movie? Um, of G.I. Joe the movie, of G.I. Joe, yes. Absolutely. Just G.I. Joe? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just that. That's the only thing I'm a super fan of in my life. I wish <laughs> I'd have one. You do, on Twitter, you do a lot of commentary about uh, horror movies, I see. Like, are you kind of like a B-movie, a horror movie buff type person? Or, like, what's, like, the live streaming that you do, what's it all about? Or what's that driven by? Where's that passion come from? Mostly, like, the, the groups that I found of the live tweeters. I just happened to, again, something I just came across, and I was like, oh, okay. People apparently, it's kind of like, you know, MST3K with like a, an audience or with a group of people who are also doing mm -hmm. it. And that was, you know, immediately appealing. So I'm like, oh, great, let's do that. So that's pretty much being a big a big part of the, the whole Twitter thing for me. So literally you're watching with a lot of people. I don't know how that works. I'm social media well, ignorant. Well, um, basically it, there's like a lot of groups of people who will, they'll just, you know, they'll meet up online and, you know, like every, you know, like say every Friday night or Saturday night or, you know, certain pre, you know, preordained times, we say, hey, we're going to go watch this movie at 8 o'clock. And then we just start, we all find it on YouTube. It's, you know, it's just YouTube stuff. We start watching it and we just start riffing through it. And that's, that's pretty much what live tweeting is. Um, I definitely appreciate you live tweeting the, the Joe episodes. It's it's, I always fun, love those. Yeah. Fun, fun to read. I always look, yeah, I look forward after we publish to, to getting your take on it and also learning uh, where, where I suck personally. No, <laughs> but, no. but the dreadnoughts. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll tell us. OK, so G.I. Joe super fan is how we have positioned you here. So uh, hopefully, hopefully you feel like that is uh, we that did, is true. We did notice uh, that, that G.I. Joe the movie is playing currently in your in your home over yeah. your shoulder there. Which apparently we're at the part where uh, Serpentor lands that uh, his plane. Oh, oh yeah, look that that scene that they had to fix for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, like Aaron was saying, just tell us a little bit about like your connection to G.I. Joe, maybe your like history with the movie when you saw it, or or just you know that kind of thing. Well, like I said, G.I. Joe's I've been on on board with G.I. Joe probably ever since the uh, Real American Hero stuff started. You know, collecting the toys, the cartoons, got into the cartoons immediately. I mean, it really went until beyond the movie to when the toy line ended, when the comic book ended. 
Did you see the movie in the theater? Or well, no? it never had a theatrical oh, stupid release. stupid question. That was what I was going to ask. Like, did you realize it was a movie because it was only a five-parter that was released? Oh, no. Um, well, you know, well, these are the, the olden days before the internet, before we, right. you know, we knew that there was, you know, a world out there that could be shared amongst others. So, you know, it was just another five-parter. Kind of, I think, I think it had been called G.I. Joe the Movie back then. So we kind of knew, oh, this is, you know, this is supposed to be a movie of some sort. Okay. And I remember it airing, I think it aired in April, I want to say, of 1987. That's a hell of a memory. Say that's specific. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, I looked that part up. Oh, okay. (laughs) Peek behind the curtain. Did you see it first on television or did you see just that, like, that uh, tape in a video rental store kind of situation? I saw it on on TV. It aired. For some reason, it aired in my area. I want to say, like, like, after like six or seven o'clock at night, which was really Whoa. weird because it wasn't on the normal time. I'm like, okay, well, this is, you know, immediately it stood out. I'm like, why is this airing like at night? So it was something a little off about it. But yeah, and then suddenly after that aired, like there weren't any new episodes and that was our way to find out, oh, I think it's over. Okay. Oh. And you just kind of, we just sat around for months, like just lost what to do. Right. <laughs> just wandering the streets. Yeah, I didn't go to school. I didn't eat. <laughs> there was a lot of ambiguity to the ending, but like, what were your first impressions as a child watching that? How did it affect you? Um, I was a very gullible child, so if I was presented something in a show and it wasn't, it was something I already liked. I just, I didn't assume at that age that it was terrible. I just was <laughs> like, oh, okay, great. Oh, secret uh, under, underground world in the Himalayas. Filled with sure. sure. Okay. That's fine. All right. Oh, this is where Cobra came from. Hey, all right. That's great. I think I was, that's true. I, was, of, I mean, that was the same. I think way. it's just true. Of kids of like, oh yeah, like you're watching. So it's like I didn't. I remember being like 11 and realizing, oh, there are some movies that aren't good. What? Right. It's just right. a movie. Something. It's you're just absorbing it. It's like the same way when we were kids. I didn't realize that maybe the fact I can't win this NES game is bad game design. Not that I suck. Well, this was the same year too as the He-Man movie. Which, if you've ever seen the He-Man movie, absolutely, yes. one, it is absolutely nothing like the cartoon. And even then, I watched it and I'm like, oh, all right, that's fine. They're on Earth, great. All right, I didn't realize back then it's because these people couldn't afford to make a movie that took place on another mm-hmm. planet. They just had it take place in some, you know, downtown. <laughs> that it's like all right. that's a can- that's a canon picture. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh boy. It, it always amazes me whenever they made the decisions to make these movies and just not follow any historical canon. It's just like they were, it was a cash grab. That's all it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. All it but if it's a cash grab, why spend the creative energy to create a different universe for well, it? It's been proven. It's been proven that it doesn't matter. <laughs> if that's the case. That's, you know. Well, was that movie a financial flop, though? It was. It, was yep. actually. it actually it folded canon pictures, basically. <laughs> uh, do, are you a collector? What do you got? What's, what's up your sleeve here? G.I. Joe. Uh, G.I. Joe, not bodies. <laughs> That's Ryan's hobby. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, so I'm going to show you that pile. Um, <laughs> uh, I got like, a lot of the old figures. I mean, they were old stuff I played with, so you know, there's nothing like you know, Mint in Box, any of that stuff. I still have a big bin of all my old G.I. Joe vehicles, half of which are broken. Mm-hmm. But you know, at the same time, if, I, if this place lights on fire, I know what I'm grabbing first. I'm grabbing all that stuff. <laughs> That's, do you, you know, have the USS flag? No, I'm. Well, my cousin had all the big stuff, all the you know, like the Rolling Thunder and the really big vehicles that were like complex. He didn't have the spaceship, but 
Meanwhile, I I pretty much had the little stuff, which I'm more than fine with, like the medium-sized vehicles. What is the best one? The tank. Well, there's lots of different tanks. There, the, the Joe. The, in my opinion, the, the green original Joe tank. Yeah, where, yeah. It was it was because it, it the detail on it was amazing, and it, it was it was motorized, and it it, it could it was. You could turn it and it could go in reverse. I loved it. Okay. That's Caleb's answer. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I always like the His Tank, the original Cobra. Yeah. Yeah. Cobra Tank, one with the, uh, the cockpit and the top. The yeah. G.I. Joe toys were always amazing. Like, the, the, they had some really excellent, excellent toys. They were well like, made. Oh, yeah. They were always well made, yeah. What were, favorite Joes? Favorite Joes. Um, you know, I always like. I'm not going to say like Snake Eyes or Duke or any of those because that's just boring. That'd be so um, basic. Yeah, don't be, don't say pumpkin spice. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing with the GI, with GI Joe that kind of introduced me into the idea of having like these giant casts of characters, and I always kind of gravitated more to the ones that they never really developed that much. Um, again, and I was a kid, and you know, sometimes I would see a colorful character and I'm like, oh, he's neat. That's pretty much my basis for like mm-hmm. characters, but you know, then I'd see kind of like story potential and like you know, like like those waves of characters who came between like the the movie and you know the next cartoon series that they never did anything with, and I thought, oh, that would be I like those guys because then I had to come up with the stories myself, you know, when we were playing with the toys when I was a kid. It's like all right, and so you know, certain figures here and there I liked more, and you know, then you read a comic book and you realize, oh, they really liked um, Scarlet and, and Snake Eyes and the Ninjas and, you know, Zartan and all that. And I'm like, oh, all right, that's fine. They weren't my favorites, but, you know. So you, you really like the B team? Oh, yeah. And the C team and the D team. <laughs> How many years were they making toys in that size that were kind of part of that same universe? Uh, I was like 12 years, I think. It was like from 82 to 94. Wow. Yeah. Basically, after 87, everybody was sort of like, you got to make up your own story for them. Well, I mean, for some people, they had the comic book the whole time. I got into the comic book like about a year after the cartoon. So, you know, a lot of kids, you know, that's how they get. I get into comic books probably a lot later than, you know, one would think that a comic book collector would have gotten in. um, Because I was like 12, 13, maybe 14 years old, somewhere in there. So it wasn't part of my life when I was a, a little kid. I'm trying to remember when did the Transformers comic book shut down? Uh, it was Marvel. the mid '90s, I think. Was it mid '90s? I think it was, or maybe early '90s. '91, I think. How long, much longer did the GI Joe Marvel series go on? I think that ended in nine. Well, the, when it ended, when the toy line ended, so it would have been about '94. Hmm. I the only GI Joe comics I read were the GI Joe versus Transformers, Transformers crossovers where yeah. they murdered Bumblebee. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, okay, so one thing I did want to ask you, Sean, in reference to the movie, do you think Duke should have died? If you turn the sound off in those two scenes in the movie, he's dead. And Absolutely. That, and you can accept that, and I, and I, at times I accept it. There was no cartoon after this movie. There was never another cartoon series ever. It never happened. Never. Don't fall down <laughs> that rabbit hole. There's pain there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was going to ask that question. So uh, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, the uh, – that I can't remember the name of the animation studio that picked it up after uh, Sunbow and after the movie. Do you recall off the top of your head? Deke. D-I-C. Okay. And yeah, so they, they, oh, those aren't well regarded, right, among they the make fandom? Some good stuff. In, they, these are the guys who did Inspector Gadget. So <laughs> those weren't badly made. But by the time 1990 rolled around, they didn't really care. So 
Right. They literally got it because they said, hey, we can produce it at half the cost. And that was it. And I, I recall like, the sure. animation being relatively okay, though. I recall it being not bad. Okay, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe I need to go back. Opinions may differ on that. Yeah. <laughs> I have no memory of it. Story quality was, I mean, some of those are just horrible. I mean, you know, to be fair, I'm sure if someone walked in and watched the original show, they'd think, oh my God, this is terrible. But, you know, I guess, you know, I was getting older at that time. And, you know, when I saw them, I just said, oh, oh what is this? And in it, that, did they find Cobra Commander and restore him? Yeah, they revealed, I think, Serpentor kept him in, like, a jar or something, like a big jar. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. This is this is literally how it began. And I think the Baroness... Oh, oh, I don't even want to fall... No, I can't fall down this rabbit hole. This is terrible. So they do explain the they attempt explain to explain he, the events of the movie and bring it back. They, yeah, they, they, they don't... I don't think they mention Cobra Law by name, but they kind of acknowledge, yeah, Cobra Command is a snake, and now he's a man. <laughs> And that's literally it. I mean, oh man, that's a bummer. On, then they move on to their own, you know, whatever the hell they were doing. And there were a, a, maybe a handful of okay episodes, but you know, it got to the point where they were. Uh, I think the infamous one is like GI Joe versus Cobra on like a playground, and Cobra oh. eaten terribly, and it was just embarrassing. Yeah. I can tell by the expression on your face and the tone of your voice, this has been like like pulling teeth trying to get you to remember this horrible thing that you wish you just could forget. If I reach over here, I can actually I can actually touch the DVD set of all those horrible things. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I hate them. I still own them. <laughs> you got to be a completist. Yeah, uh, I'm not as much of a completist anymore, but about Joe, I kind of, yeah. in part, have to be, so... What uh, what does this brand mean to you as you go into adulthood? I know that I, as I, he goes in, he's <laughs> there, baby. We're all Okay, so let me rephrase. As an adult, what does it mean to you? I know it exists in the IDW universe. I don't read those. I don't know in what other ways it exists. Uh, you just educate us ignorant people. <laughs> like, where where is it, and what does it all mean to you, and and where should it go? Um, I've heard a lot late. Well, it's it's a nice it's a nice throwback. I mean, when they try to modernize it, it it kind of doesn't work totally. Sometimes it does. IDW worked for a while, but even then, they kind of realized that they just had to go nuts with it, which is at you know on on face value maybe isn't the best thing to do. But then you read it and you're like, oh, this is this is actually fun. Like there's something really fun about sticking to your you know sticking to the original intent. And sticking with all those, you know, original characters and how they look and how they behave. <laughs> I've heard a lot lately, they, you know, like I said, you know, some people try to modernize it. And I think Hasbro's trying to modernize it going forward, which I don't know. I mean, you know, they did they did make those two movies several years ago, which... They did make those movies. <laughs> they did. Yep. Did you like those movies? Um, fun story. I actually skipped work to see Rise of Cobra twice on opening day. Because I was so happy there was a G.I. Joe movie. Yeah. And I didn't necessarily hate it, but as the you know the years went on, I it's not a it's not a pleasant viewing if I do It hasn't hasn't held up. You see them with speed suits running through Paris and you're like, huh? What? <laughs> okay. That doesn't work for me. As far as the movie, we talk about iconic moments a lot. Iconic Joe moments. <laughs> Oh yeah! If you had one to pick, give us your iconic. What, is your, what is your iconic oh, Joe for the movie? 
Uh, the first two minutes of the movie. The internet. Well, <laughs> that's sure. I've, oh, you go the safe route. No, I know. That's, yeah, I know it's safe. I've seen people review this movie and say, if you just watch the first two movies, it's worth it. Like you, you, you could just skip the rest of the movie. Beyond that, though, I mean, you have to find it enjoyable to an extent, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's again, it's it's them going nuts, and we're we kids were just along for the ride. And if you were the right age, it stuck with you. And if you weren't, it. It was just, you know, dismissible pablum. And it's like, oh, all right. But, uh, I got to ask, your, what are your thoughts on the story arc of Cobra Commander? Like, I feel so sorry well, for him. Well, we didn't get an actual Joe from him. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, it ties in because probably my fav- my, my iconic Joe is his descent into being a snake. I guess yes. that's a blunt way of saying it. But, um, you know, he, when he, whenever he just keeps, uh, toward the end, He's just repeating, I was once a man, was once a man. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that That all. That will always stick with me. It's just compelling. And it's just, so yeah. psychologically twisted. It's so it's compelling. upsetting. <laughs> and literally everyone who looks at him, whatever thoughts they had about the man before, like, this is a terrorist. And they just yeah. all feel bad for him. They're all like, <gasps> you know, just yeah. horror and, you know, sadness. And it, it yeah. sure, it, it worked. As far as if, if I had a favorite character in G.I. Joe, it's Cobra Commander. So when they did that to him, I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh my god, gee, dear god. I think uh, I think Chris Lotta's uh, voice at work with Cobra Commander and Starscream has a lot to do with why those two characters are a lot of people's favorites. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. You are. Uh, let me make an assumption here. You're a bigger Joe fan than a Transformers fan. Yes, that's that's true, and that I'm I'm gleeful about it. But you know, because <laughs> in high school, get me into Transformers, which ended up being a lot of fun. But you know, a lot of that was kind of going back and looking like seven years at a movie and it's like, okay, well, this is odd. What the heck? Cause literally I think I saw the Transformers movie before I ever really saw any of the episodes. Right. I never went. Oh, wow. I can, I cannot explain that one. I just didn't want to watch Transformers when I was a kid. So Robots I, in Disguise didn't connect with you at the early, but at the, but you were, those episodes were going on while you were connecting to GI Joe. You just never connected to them. Yeah. Just for whatever reason I said, Oh, Transformers. Right. I don't want to watch that. I was, at one point long ago, a GoBots kid. So maybe that's it. I don't know. Huh. I know. I'm hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't last long, trust me. So forget about the brands then, or, or just your love for one brand over another. Now let's just say G.I. Joe the movie versus Transformers the movie as their own artistic enterprises. Where do you stand? Mm, really backing him into a corner here. <laughs> I have such an affinity for G.I. Joe, it's tough to not say G.I. Joe. That's not sure. saying anything bad about Transformers, because right. that is enjoyable. Um, it's beautifully, I mean, both of them are beautifully animated, so. If you put on your critical hat and take and take away nostalgia or love. Which is what, something we have not been able to do ever on this podcast. <laughs> but I'll be the one to do it, sure, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, never mind. That's why I'm here. I asked the question. I know you guys have got to go. Um, yeah, I did want to. Uh, I do. I my stupid sister has her wedding reception today, <laughs> and so it's her second wedding. So whatever, yeah. not important. Might be third. Oh really? Don't I don't know. know. I don't know. <laughs> wow. I'm related to her. 
<laughs> I think. He's not a good brother. I also forgot to get her a gift. So I may just hand her cash like an uncle. Why don't you just give her that mattress that's in the back of your van? Oh, yeah, bitch, I got your mattress. Why don't you just let her use the wow. van for an hour after the wedding? Well, that's... We're terrible now people, you're Sean. We're terrible people. <laughs> now I'm gross. <laughs> I did want to ask you, Sean, um, just as we wrap things up here, is there anything you wanted to you know talk about or promote or, or anything you uh, you know are really interested in right now? Um, No. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, if, good answer. If people, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad to be a part of this. This has been, you know, a wonderful podcast to listen to for. Oh, thanks. Gosh, like two, two, three years now. You guys been doing it that long? Over two years. It's about two. Yeah. Oh, two almost yeah. two and a half. Let's not make it about. And we, we did announce on this episode we will be at TFCon in DC, so we'll all be together. Are you going to make your way to DC? That's close um, to you. It is close to me. I'm gonna gonna try. That's usually my answer to a lot of con- conventions these days. Is <laughs> yeah. I like to go. I'll try to go, and then I just never go. But I I did hear about the DC. You can stay in Caleb's room. Nope. <laughs> hey. I mean, not no offense. I just I just I you'll you'll hear it on this episode. Uh, I I have a thing for having people sleep in the same room as me. <laughs> no offense. It's not you. It's everyone. Okay. <laughs> Well, okay. As we as we wrap things up here, uh, Sean, if people wish to follow you and find you online, what are all your your things? Well, I got rid of the Facebook this week, actually. So there's no oh yeah, problem. I remember I, seeing that. Oh, you know, someone noticed. Oh, thank you. It's all good. <laughs> we will not promote your Facebook page. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but uh, no, pretty much it's just Twitter these days at Serge Bomba. However, whatever that means, I don't know. If- if you see Elton John on a swamp buggy, that's that's Sean's page. Yeah, it's on. It's a it's a time machine. It's the time machine. Oh, I don't that's know right. how the hell I found that, but as soon as I saw it, I said, "Well, that's just going to be my banner forever." Yep, absolutely. Well, uh, thank you so much for you know be uh, like not only being an early adopter of our podcast and being so interactive, but uh, you know <laughs> forcing us to do GI Joe. I guess it was fun. No, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, mean, I don't know like why they forced like we're contractually obligated to we, follow. Yeah, we did do it. We did. We did. Mm-hmm. It was mean, an enjoyable journey. Does this mean you're doing the My Little Pony movie next? Because I'm out. No, we haven't gotten that desperate yet. No, we're gonna stick. Go back to Transformers for quite a while. Well, yeah, we've been talking about it, and I think they're probably. I think we'll be mostly Transformers, but I think we've been talking. There are some weirdo Joe episodes that we should probably work into the mix. Yes. So there'll be a little sprinkling, a little spice of uh, of Joe. I think it'd be nice to invite you as an actual yeah. Joe expert to whenever we, if we cover a Joe episode, would we, you we be willing cover, to yeah. hop on and and be the expert for us and provide your own commentary along with us? I'm actually writing down actual Joe expert. Yeah. <laughs> put, it, put it on your business card. It's going to be on my yes, it will be on my one social media page whenever Which I listen to podcasts. And then when I ask that question, they're like, "Oh yeah, I want to promote this and that." Sure. And like, I literally have nothing to promote. Yeah. I'm just enjoying yeah. my just life beautiful. in one small way, I guess. Well, yeah. we, we, <laughs> we all the other you. ones, all the real world ones, suck. But this is a great yeah. one. Yeah. Actually, I have an Instagram too, but I have no idea what that is. Great, <laughs> we do no. too, and we, we don't do we, anything we do, with it. We do jack it. <laughs> All right, I, I gotta bump out, Sean. I gotta leave too. Okay, nice, nice talking to you. Yeah, finally. good to see you. Everybody's got commitments. Yeah. I guess I'll go talk to my wife. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I meant that in a nice way. See ya. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, and we're back. Sean's a good guy. He is a yeah. good guy. Yeah. A lot of fun.
This is a recording. Do you want multiples of those? Like, you've got that one. Now it's one like, well, that didn't go very well. Like, okay, <laughs> well better, better have that covered, I re- yeah. I regret, I kind of regret that we interviewed him. Yeah. Um, that's it for G.I. Joe. What, what do we got on the, on the pipeline, guys? I, I think more G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> just just riots All G.I. Joe. Yeah. Um, Auto I, Joe Deceptio. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Deceptio Autopo. <laughs> There are great. That's great. There are several. Um, we're I we're definitely getting back to Transformers for a while. Um, there are a lot of like, especially season three episodes. I would like to visit. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to a lot of TFU, and he's gotten into season three, and it's reinvigorated my like. Oh, I don't remember fucking that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to do Five Faces. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to do, this is a, uh, I think season two episode, The Golden Lagoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then also the, uh, the Rage Virus one, the, the second return of Optimus Prime. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure the, the one where they put Galvatron in a, a, space a psychiatric hospital type of thing. And I'm sure there's plenty to talk about with the seasons one and two as well. Power Glide's girlfriend. Yep. Uh, I can't I remember. Mean, My memory is kind of shot on all of this. The Starscream's ghost. Starscream's ghost. Yes, absolutely. Anything that has to do with Unicron or is mm-hmm. connected to the movie in that way, I think we should cover. We'll do that. And then, of course, we're going to write the script to Transformers the movie, too. Electric Boogaloo. Yes. And you guys are going to hear every minute of it. <laughs> we'll read it, and it'll be compelling. Don't worry, that's never happening. <laughs> Thank you to all who've been supporting us. Absolutely. And, th- and even those who haven't been supporting <laughs> us through this, this G.I. Joe Special moment. thanks to Sean for the for the interview. We had a lot yeah. of fun. That was good. It's a good one. Um, yeah. Well, the, G.I. Joe's over, everybody. Congra- congrats to Haley, who's won this contest. Mm-hmm. Hit me up, girl. <laughs> does not deserve to win it. <laughs> in my opinion, I mean, others this, differ. She but... couldn't have hated this series more, and she still comes away with uh, winner. She only listens to the first part where we, until we start. Record, talk, start talking about Joe, so I don't even know if she's going to hear this at the end. You know, you have 48 hours to get your prize. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm thank really you, everybody, what she says. supporting us through this. We've got the store, cup of recruitment poster, mm-hmm. illustrated by Ryan. Small restock in action. APDC pin series still out there. Ryan, me, Caleb. Appreciate your patronage. More artwork on the way. Well, Maybe absolutely. we'll have a store at TFCon. TFCon, we're going to be at TFCon. We will be definitely. If we, don't have a, if we don't have a we'll table, see. we will definitely be selling stuff at TFCon. Selling new stuff. Um, so you will be able to get some of that new stuff. And Yeah, please buy stuff. <laughs> please. <laughs> Listen, we don't make any. We are... Uh, Unarguably in the hole hours oh. <laughs> of this podcast. Yeah, I, I'm gonna guess we're net a thousand dollars negative. <laughs> sure, that seems Jesus accurate. Christ. But uh, appreciate your patronage, and we will uh, talk to you in a couple of weeks. Uh, continue to listen, subscribe. It'll be Transformers, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Tune in and leave a review mm-hmm. if you if you'd be so bold, Doug. And <laughs> oh no, goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all of them at APODDCast and the web presence AutopodDeceptiCast. I will find that uh, that fountain fight and put it up on our website. Um, the one that I could not find. That's right. Irritated everybody and forcing Searching them to spend a lot of time to find it. Yeah, come see us at TFCon. Peep the shop, check the merch. DC. Bye. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Thanks, everybody. Aaron, was this a good episode? It was okay. <laughs> Great.
Too many cooks, too many cooks. <laughs> All right. Are you, are you guys excited, at, like I am, for the new Tarantino movie? It Once was Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah. It's got Good. Charles Manson in it. <laughs> Everybody keeps saying that, but I... It's got I've, Charles Manson in it. It's... Keep saying that because it's true. Here's what I hate. But I, I think everyone's fixating on that. I don't think that that's going to be a huge part it's of it. It's obviously not going to be. It's, and that's what irritates me about even... It's a movie Tim about Jim. Charles Manson. No, he happens to be in the movie. Which is stupid. <laughs> like, I hate when you tangentially... In, it's like the, the Ted Bundy movie was pretty good because there was a lot of him. But it focused mainly on the woman. And I'm like, just focus on the killer. Like, I don't understand why we have to make all these movies where the serial killer is not the focus of the movie. Wait it's like the Jeffrey Dahmer movie where it focuses on his friends. So wait, are you upset because Charles Manson is not the focus of the movie? Sure. Like either have him or don't have him. Like yeah, but the movie's not about him. It's not about so him, but, but he probably he can had, be but, a character. And... But they're probably he probably plays some sort of important part in the plot. But just because Ryan, there's a I'm serial sure. killer. I understand because you love serial killers. If there's a serial killer in a movie, they need to be the most important thing in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that's ridiculous. Well, why even have him then? Because obviously that is the thing everybody's the most excited about because everybody's talking about that. No, but, but what I'm saying is people should accept the fact that just because Charles Manson's in the movie doesn't mean that he's the most First of all, these are all just opinions and people shouldn't or shouldn't do one or the other. <laughs> but, I'd, say, I'd say an artist or creator can do whatever the fuck they Absolutely. Want. I'm saying for me personally, it irritates me. So that would mean you and would I also know what, hate Summer of Sam. Absolutely. That one, that is, one uh, really disappointed me. Uh, but it's about what was going on around. It's yeah, about, I know. It's about, it wasn't about Sam as much as it was about paranoia. Yeah, it, New just, York. it just felt like a bait and switch. The 80s. Ah, probably not really. It's if, called if Summer it, of Sam. If you, yeah, well, it's, it's about, about the summer. summer of Sam. It's about the summer. Otherwise, it would just be called the Sam. Impact. Yeah, it just. <laughs> yeah, but, it was called Sam. Sam the Kid. I think you'd, <laughs> then you'd have a point. Yeah. I think I still have a point. <laughs> In that I'm just like, why, why, I don't understand, I don't understand why we can't, like, I guess I'm like, why all this around and not the focus of? I know. Like, why would, why does anybody want to talk about anything that revolves around one thing? <laughs> we like, talk specifically about the movie, though. We don't talk about how it, like, the fans of the movie. We, we don't talk about fans of the movie. That's not what primarily we talk about. Listen. I'm just You're saying, both wrong. I'm, just, I'm wrong, and I know why they. The have, world is wrong. The, the the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood the, at least has the. Um, I know. I think of how they work Charles Manson in, and it makes sense at least in this context because I'm sure that the filming of the movie they're doing in the movie is a western, and I'm sure it takes place on Spawn Ranch, which yes. is where the Manson family was staying. Yes. So right. I'm sure that's the tie in, which it makes more sense. I'm just like maybe I'm. I'm I guess I just wish there were more movies about serial killers. Yeah, I think so. Get on it, Hollywood. What are you afraid of? <laughs> Whew. That, was fun. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Brussels, Brussels, where we sell good. Hey!